When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, this year's Wimbledon tournament uh, seems to have captured all the best parts of what we love. Scorching tennis, big-time players showing up, and the great uh, occasional fairy tale which every Wimbledon seems to uh, produce. And wildcard Ukrainian Elena Svitolina has been in the absolute thick of this overnight. She stunned top seed Iga Swiatek uh, to reach the uh, Wimbledon semi-finals, and now we'll face uh, Maketa Vondrusova, who also caused an upset on her side of the draw as well. On the men's side, Novak Djokovic did drop a set against the Rublev on his way through to the semi-finals tonight. We see if Carlos Alcaraz Garcia uh, can continue on his quest to master the grass. Brett Phillips, of course, has been with us on a regular basis. Uh, he's been uh, doing his nocturnal best for Channel 9 in Australia to consume every second of actions very early in the morning. He's been up all night, so uh, Brett, thanks very much for your time this morning. There were some upsets in the women's side of things last night. Yeah, certainly, Ian. Uh, look, yeah, I mean, you, you couldn't have written some of these scripts uh, pre-tournament, but that that is the great thing about Grand Slam tennis. It does uh, thrive some incredible storylines and look at Alina Svitolina is the feel-good story you know following on from the French Open I mean this is a a player that had a, a terrific career up until uh, deciding to go on maternity leave and having a, a baby married to Gail Monfils a former world number three and uh, you know she only came back in about what February uh, March uh, this year uh, from giving birth uh, still you know young enough to impact the sport at 28 I mean, she always had the DNA of a great fighter. Um, you know, she'd made a Wimbledon semi before. She'd made uh, a few other quarterfinals. Not one with massive weapons, but a great counterpuncher. Someone that would, uh, you know, just really, really compete hard. And then, you know, she sort of played a few tournaments leading up to the French. She actually won uh, Strasbourg on the clay leading up to the French Open. Then goes on and has a quarterfinal run. And here she is having a semi-final run at uh, Wimbledon. Look, she held her nerve against the world number one today, uh, Iga Swiatek, who, you know, still um, has some demons uh, on the grass. Uh, great clay quarter, terrific hard quarter, but she's going to have to adapt her game for that quicker ball that comes onto you where the reaction time is a lot less on the grass. And she takes big swings. And, you know, as she plays a lot of top spin and sometimes on the grass it just... It doesn't quite work, Ian. But look, she's young enough. She's 21, so she's going to get a lot of cracks at trying to win Wimbledon. But, you know, Svitolina, you know, she showed all their fighting prowess. Now to take on, yeah, Marketa Mondrasova, who, going back to 2019, uh, was Ash Barty's opponent in the French Open final as a 19-year-old and lost her way through COVID, some injuries, uh, 42 in the world coming in, 5-2 down today against Jess Bagula, the American mm who was trying to make the semis for the first time in her sixth attempt. And then Vondrosova went on an absolute tear and won the last few games. Beats uh, Pagula and Jessica sits there thinking, how on earth am I going to get to a semi-final? This was her best match-up on paper to try and do that. And now she's 0-6.
There are seats left on the other side of the draw. Pretty strong, the other side uh, still remaining with uh, Madison Keys and Sabalenka and Angebur mm. and uh, Rybakina tonight. So tell us a wee bit about how you expect and, and will there be more? Uh, will situation normal resume? Yeah, well, I mean, Jabir and uh, Rebakina is uh, the rematch of the final last year. They meet a couple of rounds earlier in the quarters. So, yeah, Ons, there'll be a little bit of the, the revenge factor for Ons. I mean, she's a fabulous player and she plays very differently to the, the hard hitting of Rebakina and Sabalenka. Ons plays that Ash Barty style of game, slicing and little chip returns and little dinky shots, uh, you know, good volleyer. Uh, she doesn't hit with that enormous uh, pace, but, you know, good timer of the ball, good depth. And then Rebuckin is just, you know, I call her the quiet assassin. I mean, she's tall and regal in the court, and, you know, she just hits the ball with incredible power. So, you know, look, Rebuckin didn't necessarily come in with the greatest form, uh, had to pull out of the French with those respiratory issues. You know, Oms has got a lot to play for, but... You know, I just feel like Rebecca's firepower might come to the fore. And, yeah, great battle, I think, between Sabalenka and Keyes. I mean, Sabalenka, we know, has won a major uh, semi-final Wimbledon two years ago. I mean, I'm pretty bullish about Arena. She plays just a devastating game of tennis. But Madison mm-hmm. Keyes is one of the most pure ball strikers we've ever seen, Ian. But it can go pear-shaped uh, and erratic when it doesn't uh, go inside the tram line. So I'll back in Sabalenka and I'll uh, back in uh, Rebecca. Okay, so... Right, uh, the seeds to prevail there. Let's uh, look at the, the men's side of things last night. And, uh, and of course, the, the champion that he is, Novak Djokovic, uh, looking for his 24th uh, slam title, which would uh, equal Margaret Court. Uh, gets there above Rublev, uh, dropped the first set and then came back powerfully. Look, uh, I mean, what, what more can you say? You watch a Novak match and there's just this inevitability about it. You know what's going to happen. I mean, the, the, the interesting stat last night, when he dropped that set, and there's never panic stations when Novak drops a set, but that's the seventh time in his last 10 quarterfinals he's actually dropped the first set. So it gives you a little opportunity. But then within about 10 minutes of the second set, he's basically got the game right back on his terms. So he wins that second set 6-1, I think, 20-odd minutes. And then Rublev goes to the chair thinking, wow, you know, now it's sort of back to neutral and I've got to start all over mm. again. Start of the third set. Start of the third set, Rublev had a chance to go two love up. He had Djokovic 15-40 on his serve. If he had gone two love up, he might have got a bit of momentum. Uh, Novak got himself out of jail. You know, goes on to winning four. Incredible player, as we know. I mean, just the stroke production last night. His ability to defend and stay in points, and he just grinds you and wears you down. And you've got to feel for Andre Rublev, who's now zero and eight in Grand Slam quarterfinals. But it's tough. You know, you're coming up against players of the calibre in Nadal and uh, Djokovic and Co. the last few years. So, yeah, tough one for Andre, but you know, he's still the short price favourite, Novak Djokovic. Rich, so much of tennis, uh, I feel, is, is uh, psychological. When you can look down the other side of the court over the net and see your opponent physically drained you can see the breath the, you know the the frown on the forehead as if to say i've got this guy uh, and Djokovic, you never see those things that's the thing that gets me yeah, yeah absolutely yeah he, he's in he's in you know such good control and i mean you know this guy is meticulous about everything and he wants to break every record he wants to be the best and you know all the stuff behind the scenes there's a big team around him uh, you know, from the, the, the physical training to the, the nutrition, the diet, the supplements going into his body. 
Um, you know, the uh, work he puts in on the, the practice court. I think Goran Epinicevic, his coach, did, did a great interview after uh, the French Open and, you know, they sit in the box and they, they admire this guy and then they get a phone call the next morning. Listen, Goran, I, you know, I thought the backhand was pretty ordinary, so I want to go and work on that on the practice court and Goran is a great character, just says, oh, jeez, if you think your backhand's ordinary um i don't know what you think he's a good backhand but that's where novak's at he's just so uh determined to get everything a hundred percent right it just the champion mentality in him is uh, incredible and yeah now to play yannick sinner uh the star young italian who was zero and four in quarterfinals uh coming in he played nadal and alcaraz and Sitsipas and Djokovic in those four previous quarterfinals Today was the best matchup. Roman Safulin, who was in uncharted waters at this stage of the tournament, the world number 92. And uh, great to see Yannick uh, winning four. And you know, Darren Kale, the Aussie, uh, Ian is coaching him. And Darren only coaches players that go to number one. Agassi, Hewitt and Hallett. If he takes Sinner to number one, he might just get in as one of the greatest coaches in world sport. That is a really good stat, actually, when you look at that uh, rate of success. Uh, honestly, Medvedev, um, Eubanks, and uh, then we've got uh, mm. Garcia, Alcaraz Garcia, and uh, Holger Rune, who I, I think is a bit of a sleeper, but I'm not quite sure uh, he's sleepy enough to surprise uh, Gar- uh, Alcaraz Garcia. Right? It'll be an interesting. I think the battle of, to me, that's the battle of the future of men's tennis almost. Oh, yeah. It is. I, I, I don't think I'll sleep tonight, uh, Ian. That, that is. That is going to be a great battle. I mean, these are the two most exciting young players in the game. Carlos has got to number one. Holger's coming. He's not far behind. He's sixth in the world. Both 20. Played each other quite a bit in juniors. Both uh, eat, sleep and breathe tennis. Uh, these two want to be champions of the sport. And they're, I mean, look, and the physical development of both of them. Uh, you know, the gym work they've done, uh, the build the strength and the lower, lower core in particular, the power they both generate... And they play fearless tennis. And it doesn't matter what the scoreline says. They might be a set, two sets down. They might be setting a break down, 15, 40 down on serve, love 40 down on serve. And they just dig themselves out of any trouble. Um, they don't lose confidence. They both do it with a smile on their face. You know, Holger's a, bit more of, a little bit more of an agitator, different type of personality. Um, I couldn't say a bad word about Carlos, but he's got, you know, that ruthless... Um, uh, competitive streak in him which obviously sets him apart from all the younger players of uh, his generation you've probably got to back in Carlos but I think it'll be a great match and yeah Medvedev up against the surprise packet in, in, in Eubanks I mean he's come from nowhere 100 and 123 at the start of the year in the rankings 27 was just meandering along had come from college Georgia Tech over in the US he was doing some commentary on the tennis channel uh, going about six months ago and thinking where am I going didn't really like grass, wins in Mallorca in the build-up, uh, beats at, uh, one of the you know, big seeds in Cam Norrie, last year's semi-finalist, and then the belief built, and he beats Pass, and, and he's just playing lights-out tennis. I mean, 53 winners. He is crushing them off the single-handed backhand and the beautiful cross-court forehand. So a day off, he might just back himself again against Medvedev. He's never loved the grass. So, yeah, I'd give Eubanks uh, a big chance if he can play that level of tennis. And just on a Kiwi note, uh, can we uh, just uh, gloat a wee bit? We've got uh, Michael Venus through uh, to um, the late status stages through to the quarters, I think, with Jamie Murray now in the men's double. So we're pretty happy about that, knocking over seeds along the way. 
Yeah, look, you know, you've got to, uh, you've got to like what Michael Venus has done. And we know he you know, teamed up with our very own Aussie John Pierce there for a little bit. But yeah, you know, I like the the uh, uh, that combination. It's a bit like um, uh, our Matt Ebden and Indius Rohan Bapata, who's in his forties. They're they're through to the quarters overnight and. You know, when you bring two experienced players together like uh, Venus and Murray at the latter part of their career, they just bring so much experience and nous and that natural sort of synergy to understand all the nuances of the tennis court, and it makes a lot of sense. So yeah, good to see, uh, good to see the old guys still going. Good on you, mate. Uh, thanks so much for um, you know, staying up all night to commentate first of all, but then making yourself available. Uh, where we're almost at the very, very business end, so I look forward to your, your work going through to the, re- uh, the remainder of uh, the tournament. Cheers, uh, Brett. Uh, all the very best, and thank you again. My pleasure, Ian. Talk soon.